Voice of Industries. Voice of Industries. Thomas, welcome to Voice of Industries. Today we will discuss about digitalization in process manufacturing industries and more particularly on key success factors when it comes to uh, to do projects around digitalization and also we try to look at it from the uh, CIO perspective. So first could you introduce yourself and uh, your activity at ARC? Sure, sure Mathieu. My pleasure being here. So my name is Thomas Menzer and I'm consen- consultant at ARC. Let's explain ARC for a moment. So ARC is an abbreviation that stands for Automation Research Company. So we are doing really market uh, research in the uh, industrial area and our core competence and focus are the automation systems. We are doing this for more than 30 years and that means we have a good insight into long-lasting trends and this includes digitalization as well. So my personal focus is really process automation and uh, I'm supporting many many initiatives regarding uh, digital transformation of the industry. So that's me, Mathieu. Thanks. So today we talk about digitization of uh, industrial operations. To what we see, uh, digitization projects seem to to be really challenging for IT departments. And what I would like to, to, to start is to discuss about the risk and the different type of risk we see for this type of project. Uh, I know it's not so optimistic uh, to start by talking about risk, but it seems that many companies learn the hard way that digitization is not an easy goal to achieve. Uh, is that right? And w- what is your vision and what do you see uh, based on your experience on, on this topic? So you are definitely right and, 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 and your summary is correct. And let's start uh, with the beginning. And you said already the IT department and the uh, CIO, which is normally the manager of this department, they underestimate digitalization of the industry because, and that is simple to answer, the transformation in IT and the transformation in OT, OT stands for operational technologies, this is the automation part of the industry, are completely different. So some of these CIOs, they start the process based on their IT knowledge and then they get bad surprises if they are trying to conduct this kind of methodology to the OT world. Uh, Because the IT experts, the team members of the CIO are often only a little familiar really with production processes. For example, you cannot simply stop a production process do uh, a patch management on a certain software piece and then restart. It is not as easy. Simple things, but these kind of team members are are really surprised what what happened. And then the environmental condition um, on the OT side are completely uh, different compared to IT. In IT, everything is in clean data centers, very structured, well-documented. In the OT side, you have sometimes plans who are lasting for 20, 25 or even 30 years with outdated automation equipment. And if you start 
transforming that uh, in a new way, then uh, you, you really have no access to the required documentation. Sometimes you simply don't know what's really built in in this kind of OT infrastructure. And then, of course, the interfaces in the OT world are completely different to the IT environment. In IT, everything is based on uh, Ethernet physical layer and, and the protocols above that. In OT, you have really sometimes analog signals. You have 0 to 10 volt or you have 4 to 20 milliampere. So this is a complete different world. And if you try to get access to these kind of process values, process data, you have to uh, conduct completely different methodology. And then last but not least, in the IT world, if something goes wrong, you can simply restart. That is impossible in OT. Imagine you are, have a production uh, for refinery. Mm -hmm. If you restart the refinery, this will end up in a two weeks break. So it is better to think before you act. So not joking here, but really the OT requirements, the OT environment and the OT specialities are completely different to IT. And that is in many cases the reason why the IT teams really fails to, uh, to, to get the digitalization done in the uh, proposed timeline. Mm. Okay, clear. Based on your experience and feedback you get from industrial CIOs, what are the three or four most important risks that can derail such projects? And I think you, you already uh, talked about more technical risks, but I can imagine there is other kind of risk like organizational or even human risk in terms of management and uh, change management. So could you elaborate on the three, four main risks you, yes. you identified on the market? See, the highest risk is definitely uh, underestimated the required personnel, the required staff to do the, uh, to do the uh, transformation because there's always a timeline in the background. And normally you talk to your IT team and you say, yeah, this kind of machinery in the OT area needs to be digitalized. And we have to finish it by end of the week because then the machine is maybe needed again and will restart. And then you realize by end of this week, not even half of the automation system is being digitalized because you are unexperienced how long this takes due to the effects we said before. Uh, completely different interfaces, uh, lack of uh, documentation and this kind of stuff. So that is the second thing that brings us to the time schedules. They cannot be met because uh, you have so many things to do and it's hard to coordinate. And if the time schedule cannot be met, then the cost cost is normally out of control. So for a successful um, integration, the involved cost is very often completely uh, underestimated. And um, the scalability, if you maybe transform one or two parts of the chop floor, that's fine. But then you realize, hey, I have to do much more. I have to maybe do 10 other areas uh, as well. And that takes much longer than I expect. And then all these special requirements and something it's really special, it's functional safety. Because you know some of these plants are really risky to the environment or risk to the, to the workers. And you have to take uh, specific 
actions to reduce these risks, and this is called functional safety. And if you do a digital transformation, this functional safety needs to be under control, and there are very strict guidelines how to do. And this needs all to be documented, and so on and so on. And to meet these functional safety requirements during the digital transformation, that is another area, Uh, where where uh, you can fail, and these are the main risks I see here now. Okay, if I understand well, it means that uh, all these risks combined together can uh, lead to a low adoption of this uh, digital transformation by people in the plant. Let's start with this topic. It seems that if you want to achieve a return on investment, you need to have adoption and to, to overcome the risk you mentioned. For you, what are the levers to reach a widespread adoption, either in terms of variety of business cases uh, than in terms of number of people empowered by digitization? I think that is, is, is really a complex question and I can answer only in general because it is, uh, it is different for, for every plant. But I think the most important thing is access to data and data needs to be exchangeable and you need access to real-time data that is the first thing you really have to consider how to do so how to get how do i get really um, really access to to the data subsets in different production environments and this is the only way how to really compare the production efficiency. Imagine you have production A and production B, and you want to compare the effectiveness of these two sites. You have to really compare the production data, and you need real-time access. And again, these two production plants, they can be maybe 5,000 kilometers away from each other, and you have to have a system in place, a place which can... Uh, which which can establish that. Then, of course, if you're scaling up, you automatically have to think in the direction of cloud-based systems, because with, with cloud-based systems, you have the flexibility to need to scale up and maybe add additional functionality in the background without uh, disturbing the main function of your system. And uh, at the same time, every production process is unique and sometimes there is a certain level of core competency in the production process. That means you need an app which is widely adaptable and, and, and free configurable to, to really meet the requirements of the specific production process. To what I understand, scale-up is also key to maximize the return on investment, particularly in a global multi-site organization. Um, what are the ingredients to consider in order to enable and make po possible this scale-up over the whole uh, corporate organization? Okay, yeah, I think we discussed partly uh, these kind of, uh, of answers. But um, again, for a successful scaling up, the IT, the IT team needs to understand what is the existing automation environment. So they really need to understand what is what kind of interfaces, what kind of data subsets are used in the automation area. Then, of course, they need to understand really the existing uh, OT controllers and the production data inside these uh, OT controllers. And if they are uh, going to scaling up, they have to combine all these different subset of data sources. And uh, then, of course, the availability of the, of the whole system is important. That means you cannot simply stop the production plant 
do the scale-up work and then restart. Everything has to be done in parallel. That means there's a running production and you have to trigger the scale-up process. And this needs to be considered. And again, it's not easy. Sometimes you have really strange time frames to work on this digitalization approach. Is it sometimes at night or very early in the morning or whatever? Okay. Uh, on this, if we can dig in a, a little bit on these uh, scale-up aspects, Uh, one thing uh, we we can see is that uh, data is not so easy to scale up, uh, not, not necessarily because of the volume of the data, but uh, because if you want to scale up and apply uh, approaches or dashboards or, or uh, models, etc., you need to have a, a comprehensive data model that is shared in the organization. And also tools that enables you to, I would say, cut and paste uh, use cases you have developed on certain sites to, uh, how to say, widespread this use case uh, uh, around the organization. Uh, do, do you have some insight on these aspects of the, the scale-up? Uh, yes, of, of course. And, and my, my advice here is really use proven in new uh, improvement in use methods so don't reinvent the, the wheel don't start from scratch first look what's what is really proven in use and there are a couple of concepts for example data exchange opc ua is 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 is, is a an easy to use and easy to configure uh, interface and, and and structure which makes data exchange easy and and can and data can be scaled up then you have the namur noah model and namur is the association of the chemical industry and noah stands for namur open architecture And as we said, this open architecture allow the parallel use of, of process data in the automation system and IoT data. So this can be a structure which uh, can be used to scale up the subset of, of data. Use as, um, as often as possible wireless communication because sometimes it is impossible to have additional or spare wiring in certain areas. So using using these kind of um, of interfacing options. So that that means the cloud infrastructure is the basic for data collection, hosting the um, business intelligence apps, and uh, everything in the cloud can be scaled up easily. Especially if we go back to compare production side A with production side B, everything can handled via the cloud. And these are my my recommendation. And maybe the most important thing is use experienced external experts to um, analyze, first of all, the assets needs to be uh, digitalized and needs to be transferred before you are scaling up. You really have to know what's in the automation system, what is the objective we are trying to meet and what kind of infra infrastructure is necessary to get real-time access to the required subset of data. So clearly, let's go to the basics. Know what is your, in your system, know your data, structure them and think about use cases yeah. and how you can create value within yeah. the organization. I could not summarize better. I agree entirely. <laughs> We talk about scale-up, but can we consider for a few minutes um, one other aspect, which is the project planning, overshooting, and uncontrolled costs? Uh, in my opinion, uh, these two aspects are having common causes. First, uh, do you agree with that? And 
what are your recommendations to uh, reduce the risk on these two aspects? Okay, risk reduction is, is really important because risk means uh, increase of cost level and, and we all try to avoid that because we are doing the digital transformation to be more efficient, to be more uh, sustainable and that means we, we are trying to avoid uh, the cost level. But cost was not the question. I think it is really important to use proven in use methodology. You can look into the uh, Namur NOAA uh, example. This is a data structure that allows the use of existing process data and combine it with uh, IoT data and Namur NOAA. Namur is the association of the chemical industry and NOAA stands for Namur Open Architecture and they give you really guidelines. Uh, to to do the transformation up to modular production systems. So first recommendation is that. Second rep recommendation is really use standardized interfaces to exchange process data. OPC UR could be a platform which is helpful because it's a standardized platform for data exchange. And then of course, uh, if you have sometimes issues with uh, with parallel cable cabling and and um, wiring, use wireless communication as much as possible because that is helpful and reduce uh, the required documentation. You mentioned risk around time schedule, around costs, but just to, to be sure, when we talk about risk on the uh, overshooting the planning, uh, it also means that this risk can impact your return on investment because you will have a benefit from this project much later than expected. And maybe in terms of competitiveness on the market, it's an issue. Is this That is absolutely true. And I give you a clear example. Uh, looking back, let's say, in, in 2020, so mm -hmm. th three years ago, we had the pandemic and everybody discussed vaccines against the pandemic. And it was required to that the time to market for the vaccine uh, was 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 done in real time so there was no delay really accepted and now imagine if you do a digital transformation process to reconfigure your production setup uh, for the production of this special vaccine and if your transformation uh, process fails that means you cannot meet this time to market requirements then the company will lose the complete momentum maybe another company will be in the market and your competitiveness is completely gone this is one classical example how not to do digital transformation yeah it's a good example and i totally agree we uh, we saw exactly the same kind of uh, a situation uh, with industrial we are very happy to have a cloud-based solution uh, when the pandemic came because their engineer were able to keep supporting the plant even though they were locked down at home <laughs> and they were able to to keep an eye on the production and continue to do their job because they were uh, they went through the digitization process before the pandemic yeah and, and you see this is really the beauty of being digitalized because your your competitiveness is not only increased it is even more flexible so your production setup is much more flexible and if let's say remote access is required then you can easily establish that via cloud computing so thanks. I think we we can conclude now uh, based on your your experience and particularly the experience gained in the past years. 
uh, I think they can offer us some insights on what are these key success factors. Um, in that matter, what are the three, I would say, uh, takeaway recommendation you can give to a CIO to succeed in its project? Okay, to keep it simple, and again, we all discussed these three aspects. The first one is use proven in, in use applications. So don't, don't start reinventing everything on your own. Use proven in use wherever possible. Then again, as you already said, start with an analysis. Start with some research on the SS situation. You have to know what is, is really built in into your automation system. And uh, with that, we, we come to the, uh, to the pro uh, prediction how we, we do things better in future. Think about what kind of data is required to do this prediction. Really ask yourself, do I have enough data in my production environment or do I need additional IoT data? If IoT is required, start early enough to establish, let's say, connectivity to this IoT data pool. Then combine the two worlds, process data and IoT data, and use proven and use analytical software tools to predict uh, how your production can be more efficient in future. Great. Thank you very much, Thomas. Uh, you give us uh, many interesting insights to, to succeed in uh, such kind of projects. Thank okay. you. Mathieu, thank you very much. It was a pleasure for me being here and having this discussion with you. Thanks.